when we pass the peace, all right, we need to be careful to respect each other's space. Okay? I happen to be a hugger. I try to remember to ask before I hug. I shake hands a lot, bump fists. It's the way I am. All right? But I also understand when people have concerns about being that close. Did I ever tell you I'm asplenic? You know what that means? It means I don't have a spleen. Okay? That means I'm immunosuppressed. That means I get sick real easy. So I do understand. Okay? Uh, just because we're going through a period of contagious disease doesn't mean that we can't smile and we can't say, God bless you. Okay? Okay. Did I forget something? I don't think so. Okay. Just so all of you that weren't there don't know, when the preacher left the ball game, the mud hens won. <laughs> I'll shut up. Speaking of the mud hens game, thank you to Dottie for arranging it all. It was a good time had by those that could make it, and we were sorry for those that had to back out because of illness or other conflicts. Um, I'd like to start this morning with a note from Pat Duty. Um, what a trip I have had the last two months. It seems like a journey with God's guidance along the way. From Clinton to Adrian Prometica to Toledo Prometica, Celine's evangelical yep. that, um, rehab, then to St. Joe's Trinity in Ann Arbor for many IVs for the gangrene. Also, Vascular surgery for stints for arteries. Now have rehab at Glacier Hills for five weeks to complete more and a couple more weeks, I think. I appreciate Pastor Mike's visit uh, and so many beautiful get well, thinking of you cards and wishes. Love and thank you all from Pat Duty. Um, quite a few things I want to highlight this morning. First of all, Thank you to Diana for the beautiful cross quilt that she has made and our trustees hung for us. Amen. It truly is a blessing. It is an addition to our sanctuary. Um, also, a thank you to those of you who have been participating in the meal train for uh, Wilda and Paul. That's still continuing. I did set up a new one yesterday for Carrie and Trent Langton. Um, as you may remember, Trent suffered a stroke. Two days later, Carrie had a knee replacement. They are both going through therapy, um, and Carrie's been asked by her therapist not to stand on her leg very long, so for the remainder of the month, we have a, 
a food train, a meal train going on. If you don't have the internet and you'd still like to uh, provide a meal, just get with me and I'll, I'll help you do that course. Also, there was some discussion this morning with someone. They said, I don't mind uh, cooking, but I'm not sure I can get the meal to them. Let me know that also, and we'll, we'll figure out a way to get that meal to them if you're willing to cook. So thank you ahead of time. Old chairs, I think we've mentioned before. Uh, we've got lots of old chairs that are going by the wayside. If you want some, they're free, but don't wait too long because they will be gone to the scrapyard. Emmaus Walk. I am pleased to announce that as of today, we will have three women going on the Emmaus Walk in October. Yes. All right. Which is a blessing. Um, we st if you still have a desire to go, please let me know. It's not too late. Our greeting card sales end on Saturday. If you have an order form you'd like to turn in, you can come in on Saturday during the uh, vendor show and give that to me, or you can drop it off at the office anytime this week and we'll get it. But the orders will go in Saturday evening, so please don't wait past Saturday. Um, sewers are starting up again this Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Anybody who likes to sew and would like to be a part of that. Our first Quilters Guild will meet Tuesday night. We're hoping to get a group of local quilters from around the area to start meeting and eventually maybe rent some space from the church so we can hold our quilter guilds here. Um, and I think that's it for me. Any other announcements? Oh, lots of hands going up. On the count of three. Oh. <laughs> Um, I have been cleaning out my perennial gardens. I'm trying to downsize so that they're a little more manageable. So I have two boxes out here in front of the church. One box has lilies, the other has iris. Please take some, because I didn't even bring them all. So if you would like some, take them, please. This is a good time to plant. Um, it, regarding Paul and Wilda with the meal train, um, we are in need of somebody. The next date that's open is September 19th. That is a Monday. So if we have anybody willing to take that date, you can let me know. Um, that would be very helpful. Thank you. Uh, first, I have to eat a little crow. I am so sorry. Saturday was men's breakfast, and I utterly drop the ball. I didn't call people. I didn't let people know. So I am truly sorry about that. Uh, so the next men's breakfast is the second Saturday in October, October 8th. I put it on my calendar this time, so I will be calling and I will make it and everything else. Please join us. Uh, if you wish to bring anything, just let me know. And again, I apologize for yesterday. I utterly dropped the ball, and it's totally on my, it wasn't in my calendar, and I just totally forgot. You are forgiven. <laughs> Gee, Todd, you must be human. <laughs> Get next week's Safe Haven class will be after church. We're going to try to keep it to an hour or less. 
it is for everyone that works with the children. It's for everyone that works in the church because there's many times you're exposed to working with others. It, safe haven is not only for the children, it's also for you and the church liability. Also today starts Sunday school. So after the children's sermon, again, they will be dismissed to their classes. Out on the table is the forms to fill out for your child if they're attending Sunday school so we know emergency numbers, if they're allergic to anything, and where, you know, where we can send things when we send them through the mail. So Sunday school starts today. Just want to also mention about our meal train for Carrie and Trent. We already have this first week covered, so thank you very much. And if you are able, please stand. No, wait a minute. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Um, as you remember, back towards the beginning of the year, we talked about how this year our focus was going to be on generosity. Well, part of our generosity is the Finance and Ad Board Committee decided to earmark a certain dollar amount for the Clinton Public Schools. So we have X amount of dollars put aside just for the schools this year. As you know, we collected a lot of uh, things for school supplies already, and they have been delivered. Uh, Lisa reached out to the superintendent for us and found out that the need at the middle school was for clothes. In case they were inappropriate stuff, we could give them something to put on. And also some uh, school supplies that were a little bit more specific to the middle school. So our uh, angel shoppers, Sue Reese and Diane Gieske, collected all this stuff for us. And so this is the first allotment from our money for the uh, Clinton schools. So thank you to all your donations because we're in turn blessing others with the money that you have shared with our church family. So thank you for that. And please remember that y'all have done this. And please share it with somebody. Do you know, folks, I, this is a parent Sunday. My apologies, but I'm not apologizing. Okay? You all do so much good. Actually, you're, you're really pretty amazing. Take a bow. Okay. And the thing of it is, all right, when people are looking for a church home, they're not looking for music. They're not looking for a preacher. They're looking for a church that actually does something. You do important stuff. Will you keep doing it? Can I get an amen? Amen. You ain't loud enough. Amen. Thank you. Also, just so you know, every time when we show up for a finance ad board meeting, which is once a month, we have had homework. 
we have to list 12 good things that our church has done in the last month. So if you think of something we've done, let one of us know, because sometimes we sit there going, what did we do this month? <laughs> Luckily, there's a lot going on. Uh, which reminds me, Saturday is our vendor show. It's our first ever company vendor show. We'd like to make it a success. We have 15 different vendors going to be here, and I'm looking for a few volunteers. And I'm also looking for you to pass the word. There's a few flyers out on the table there. If you still work, you can take it to work and share it or email it to friends. It's on our Facebook page. Share that. Um, we'd like to have some fun this Saturday and make a success. Now, if you are able, please stand for worship, <laughs> our call to worship. Blessed Jesus, Jesus be, near be near to, to help, help us, us now. now. Just, Just work, work it so, so we can know you, love you, rejoice in you while we worship. If we can't do these things perfectly, at least let us do each of them a little bit better. So this morning, as you come closer to us, we come closer to you. And our first song this morning is page 92, For the Beauty of the Earth. Offering upon every shore 
sacrifice of love. Lord of all, to Thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. For Thyself, best gift divine, to the world so freely given. For that great, great love of Thine, peace on earth and joy in heaven. Lord of all, to Thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. Before we do our celebration of peace, um, Kim Greenfield is not here today. I understand he's in quarantine uh, because of being exposed. So I'm assuming that our bell choir will not meet this afternoon. So maybe next week. So now in, a, in being respectful of each other, let's go out and share the peace. Lord bless y'all. Good morning, bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> you are such a rowdy bunch. I love it. I love it. Do take the moment to look at the prayer list. Sheila's already mentioned Pat, and Pat has a prayer concern beyond herself. Her daughter Amy has diabetes and lung problems, and the last that Pat heard, she was in ICU with pneumonia in uh, Green Bay. So keep Amy in your prayers, and keep Pat in your prayers. Those of you that are our are, are parents, you know doesn't make any difference how old the kids are when they're sick. start worrying about them and it's really frustrating when you feel you can't do anything about it 
So, um, uh, keep her in your prayers. Um, also, um, Rosemary, Rosemary's um, brother-in-law, um, Arthur, is it Relitz? Relitz, okay, thank you for your help, um, has been diagnosed with cancer and would appreciate prayers. Also, um, Bob Jeski has COVID. Um, a number of people in the congregation have been exposed. Um, some are showing symptoms. Um, I know that, that the way things are right now are really ambiguous. Um, the, there's, there's two key symptoms to watch yourself for. You spike a temperature, okay, and you end up with serious stomach problems. Those are the two that they're saying, listen to those symptoms and definitely get tested. If you're like me, the runny nose and the other stuff doesn't help because our neighbors are starting to harvest beans. <laughs> so my, my nose is always running. My eyes are always watering. So much for that symptom. Okay. Let's keep each other in our prayers. Life gets screwy for us really fast. And let's remember not only our church, but the denomination. Let's remember the village, our county, our states, our nation. I don't know if you've been following what's been going on weather-wise in, in our country, okay? But it's ranged from doubt, droughts to flash flooding. It all depends on which part of the country you're in. If you followed things in other parts of the world, okay, there's that war in the Ukraine, okay, but most people haven't been following the flooding in Pakistan, which is amongst the worst on record. We're talking about millions of people affected. It's important, folk. A very early Christian said, basically, the world keeps going because of the prayers of Christians. That's a considerable responsibility. Let's embrace it.
Let us pray. Blessed Jesus, what can we say? Our lives get crazy, and the world around us gets crazy. There's storms everywhere. Storms in us and storms all around us. One of the things that we know is that you are the one, blessed Jesus, who can speak peace to the storm. You can speak peace to the storm of disease and physical ailments. You can speak peace to the economic storms. You can speak peace to the political storms. You can speak peace to the weather. You can speak peace to the earth itself so that it doesn't feel the need to convulse in earthquakes. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would speak peace. Speak peace to us. And let your peace sink deep into our hearts and into our minds, into our spirits. And help us, O oh Lord, to pass your peace along. It is only, O oh Lord, as we share your peace that your kingdom comes closer. It is for your kingdom we pray every time we join our voices together in the words that you taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment to listen to God in silence for he speaks in his turn during prayer. Amen. Before we do the prayer 
for the anniversary of September 11th. Was anybody in Manhattan on that day that's here? Do you know somebody who was? Did you, have you been able to visit Ground Zero since September 11th? Okay. There's no way to describe it all, folks. And what's really difficult is Anyone that we meet that is under 21 years old will not know what we're talking about. Let that one sink in. We said we wouldn't forget. It doesn't take long to forget. Those of us who are old enough, where were you? Did you get a phone call? Were you lis listening to the radio? Where you're watching television. How unbelievable was it? And we can't describe how deep the wounds go. Would you join me? Lord Almighty, we bring you the survivors and rescuers of September 11, 2001. We bring those who lost someone to the terror of that day. We ask you to grant healing, quiet, peace, and new prosperity. Somehow you saw them through the horrible events of that day, and all the days following, now be their guard and keeper still. Keep them from all bad dreams and terrors of the night. From their hearts and from their minds, lift the yoke of dangers and fears of the past. Free them from their burden. They saw such drastic change and chance in their lives. Strengthen them when they are wearied by the current changes and hazards of this fleeting world. Look upon them and reach out to them, O Lord, from the blessed place where you dwell, touch their lives for good. Enable them to know that while others may seem to have forgotten them or failed in gratitude, you have not forgotten them. Let them know your love for them never fails, though the earth crumbles away. Amen. If you're able, would you stand for the Gloria? 
the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Martha, do you have anything? No, we'll 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 wait. We'll just we'll just we'll just have our moments with the children. Would the children come, please? I brought some things to show you. You know what that is? <laughs> it's a recording tape. Okay, it's a recording tape. You know what that is? A CD. That one was easier, wasn't it? You know the CD, yeah. Okay. You do. You know what that is? That's from the guts of a computer. You're close. You were closer. You were closer before, Olivia. You, uh, the, the yeah. The dog was on the computer. Yeah. Uh huh. What do they all have in common? They're all electronic. Yeah, they're all electronic. But now I'm really gonna mess you up. Yeah. They're all technology. Okay. And the thing is, okay, you relate to what I'm talking about because of technology. What do all of those have in common? Mm -mm. Each one of them is a way people remember things. They're all the stuff of memory. Think about it. Would your computer work without memory? No. Okay. If it falls out. If it falls out. <laughs> okay. 
The Bible is our memory of God at work in human history. You probably won't see this very often in the future because you'll see it. You won't even see it on this or this. Yep. You'll see it on those. You'll have a tablet, you'll have a computer. Help you remember what's in here. Okay? What's in here that's important to remember is that God is with us. That can be a hard one. Okay. I talked to you about the big people. All right. And I talked to you about the big people because sometimes the big people are crazy. They complain about you being crazy, but sometimes the big people are crazy. All right. Big people get to be their craziest when they forget that God is with us. Don't you forget. Okay, don't you forget. No matter how crazy things get, you're not alone. God is with you. God will work things out. We don't always understand. That's okay. That's okay. Everything isn't always our fault. Okay? I wish somebody had told me that when I was your age. Because I thought everything was my fault. And that's not a good way to be. Okay? There are other people around. God's with them too, but God is just as much with you. Okay? Hold fast to that. Don't let that one go. It helps especially when we're lonely, and it helps especially when we're afraid. Okay? So hold fast to it. Let's pray, shall we? Can we hold hands? I know he's your brother, but... Lord, thank you that you're always with us. Help our memories so that we always remember that you are near. Hear our prayer. Amen. Now, should I look in the hat? There's nothing in there. How did you know it was the rabbit? A good guess? Oh, because it's big? Okay, well, there's also those in there.
Can I, pardon? I have my collection of them. Oh, you do? You're not playing them? Oh, you wait. Okay. Now, we also have other choices for you. Oops. My hat is full. We also have more lollipops. Can you help them, Wally? Okay. All right, I hear noise. Thank you for your help.
blessed Jesus, it's the harvest season. Some of us, some of our neighbors are in the fields. We're about to find out how good the harvest is going to be. Keep us, keep our neighbors safe, oh Lord. Harvest time's dangerous. Be generous, oh Lord Jesus, with the harvest. And help us, O oh Lord, to be generous with you. Take these gifts. Use them to add to the harvest. Hear our prayer. Amen. Our next song is uh, 509, Jesus, Savior, Pilot Me. Martha's going to play through that one whole time, and then we'll sing it. Son, you may be seated. The scripture for this morning 
is taken from the prophet Isaiah. The folk that are making it to the study of Mark, Jesus' journey to the cross, have heard me repeatedly say, if you want to understand Mark, you have to read Isaiah. We'll focus on two verses as the text. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with the fist of wickedness. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. In such the fast that I choose, or is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, an acceptable day of the Lord? I'm going to read six. Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. How's How's the sermon without words going? Okay. Did I did I just throw in a monkey wrench? Maybe the text changed, huh? This is the 21st anniversary of a day that many of us swore we would never forget. Too many have already forgotten. The newest generation doesn't even know what happened that day. Four airliners were hijacked. A friend of a friend of mine was scheduled to fly one of them that day. And thankfully a friend of his called and said, Jack, You and I have not taken a day off in two months. Let's go play tennis tomorrow. So he called in. And he wasn't in the pilot seat of Flight 95. Think about living with that. Both the miracle of it and the guilt of it. Two of the planes were used to demolish the World Trade Center in New York City. One plane crumbled part of the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. The fourth airplane ended in bits and pieces in the fields outside of Shanksville, Pennsylvania. These crimes on September 11th, 2001, did more than crumble concrete. They did more than shatter glass and splinter wood. They did more than distort steel. They did more than cause some 3,000 deaths. That day, 
was the most deadly attack on U.S. soil that has ever happened. It beats Pearl Harbor. These crimes tore apart the lives of millions of people, and we're not just talking about people in this country, but around the world. That includes you and me. The days and weeks right after September 11 were terrible. They were filled with paradoxes of evil and good. They were filled with monstrosity, and they were filled with heroism. The horrors by religious zealots did more than snuff out lives. The collapsing towers of the World Trade Center landed in a huge pile, and the crash still causes individuals, communities, and nations to shudder from it. friend of mine, another friend of mine that worked in the World Trade Center said, as bad as it was, Mike, we need to understand that the timing was a gift. Because if the planes had hit 90 minutes later, okay, the death toll would have been over 30,000 people. Beginning at 7 o'clock in the morning, people went to work in the World Trade Center. The population of those two towers was more than the population of Adrian, Michigan. Poof. Gone. The shock, fear, and revulsion produced by those criminal deeds changed the people of the United States and the world forever. Many people will never view the realities of each day or the potential for future in the same way. Life will lie under a shadow for quite some time. Hope will be harder to find. I live, Susie and I live in the, the approach pattern to Metropolitan Airport. When I'm really weak, I look up and I see cruise missiles. Because that's what the terrorists did. Changed four airliners into cruise missiles. The huge loss of life and property in those attacks was bad enough. Just as devastating was the method of the attacks. All the damage was caused by people taking something we consider mostly helpful, something we considered basically good, something most of us trusted, and something that is woven into the everyday fabric of their lives, and it was turned into a weapon of mass destruction. Something good was warped into evil. The scores of airplanes flying over our house will never be just airplanes again. 
Those who did those terrible deeds used their religion to fuel their drive to their awful goals. They used their picture of God and God's will to justify themselves. These people did with religion and with God what they did with the airplanes. Something good was warped into something evil. Religion and God will never just be religion and God again. It will be for all the wrong reasons. You talk to young people, listen to young people, why they have trouble with religion. Hmm. The time since September 11th has made it obvious what we think and believe about God, how we live out our religion, both can have extraordinarily con extraordinary consequences. Not all of them are for the good of the world and for people. What we do, what we fail to do in the name of God and religion changes our lives and the lives of those around us for better or for worse. Will our lives show hope and compassion rooted in our faith? You wonder why I'm so happy about stuff like this? Kid that doesn't have school supplies, this is hope. Kid that doesn't have something decent to wear to school, this is hope. Or, will we show hatred and mercilessness rooted in our faith? Jews, Muslims, Christians are all people of the book. We all hold what Christians call the Old Testament in common, we say we hear God speak through it. We all say that the biblical prophets tell us messages that God wants us to hear. But all of us clearly don't listen well enough. We pick out only the bits and pieces we want to hear. Yes, there are places in the book where people measure their zeal for God by how many they can kill. It's in there. They measure their blessing by how much they can steal. It's in there. Jehu was one of those people. You probably never heard his name. But at one point he said to a friend of his, come up into my chariot. Let me show you my zeal for the Lord. And then he killed thousands of people. That kind of zeal doesn't last long. It gets corrupted by power. It turns to other gods. Then another zealous killer comes, and a terrible cycle of death repeats itself again and again. And the book, our memory of God in the world, makes it clear. The biblical prophets say again and again, listen, God doesn't measure zeal that way. Clearer than other prophets, Isaiah says God doesn't want that kind of zeal. Isaiah says God wants a day when 
They will hammer their swords into plows and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will never again go to war, never prepare for battle again. I'm not an anti-gun person, okay? I'm a gun owner. But a friend of mine quite literally turns guns into plowshares, into garden tools, okay? After my brother shot himself, one of the most liberating moments that I experienced was the moment I took a hammer to a red-hot gun barrel and made the first three hits to turn it into a garden trowel. It became personal. Nations will never again go to war, never prepare for battle again. That's Isaiah 2nd chapter, verse 4. That is what God wants. That is what God wills. Jesus, in the prayer he taught us to say, says we need to pray for God's will on earth as it is in heaven. In Isaiah 58, the prophet says God's words, you are religious just to get what you want. You are religious just to smite each other with the fist of wickedness, and you have to stop it. That's not what I want. That isn't my kind of religion. God says, my kind of religion is this. Loose the bands of wickedness. Undo the burdens and let the oppressed go free. Break every yoke. Deal your bread to the hungry. Bring the poor that are cast out to your house. When you see someone naked, cover him. Take care of your own. Ouch. The world would be a very different place if all the people of the book lived God's word through the prophet. When Jesus started his ministry, as described in the Gospel of Luke, Isaiah is where he went. The horror and the heroism of September 11th change everything. The basic question is whether the change will be for better or for worse. This one day challenges everyone to consider what is really important in our lives and what it is that we want to do with the lives we have. What is our hope? What is your hope? This single day calls each of us to know what we believe about God, Jesus, life, and everything. This day rubs our faces in the reality of the consequences of what we do or fail to do. Do we live our hope in Christ, or do we sacrifice everything for politics?
We Christians need to rediscover the roots and the power of what we believe. Jesus faced the hard realities of the human condition. Jesus lived the religion Isaiah says God wants. Jesus knows our lostness. He knows we have wandered away from truth, justice, peace, compassion, and love. We have strayed from all that is God. It's a hard reality. It's one we need to face. From the beginning, the gospel call has been to stop wandering. It's been to turn in the direction of God. The gospel is about change for the better. It is about change from the heart of every individual until the change transforms everything into the kingdom of God. Christianity was never intended to die death. The cross will always witness that death is real. Christianity has never intended to deny that evil exists. It does, and it has consequences. Christianity is not about giving in to evil either. Christianity was never intended to be a reason or excuse for killing people. Jesus died for all rather than kill anyone. Beginning with the resurrection, Christianity has been about facing death and resisting evil. It's been about going beyond the stark reality of death to discovering new life. The empty tomb is not some fantasy or escapism. It is a witness that evil and death cannot win. God's love always wins. God's love transforms to the very root of who we are. Jesus lived and taught we must be born again. It's our possibility. Who is the new me going to look like? Who's the new you going to look like? Same old, same old? Or someone who embraces the reality that the one who created everything loves us all, wants the best for us, and says, come on home, I miss you. Across the expanse of millennia, from another time of terror and death when thousands were killed in the name of religion, the Apostle Paul says most powerfully, For God who said, Let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are not abandoned. 
We are struck down, but we are not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Now is the time to believe, to speak, and to do, so the life of Jesus may be revealed in us, not to kill anyone, but to make everyone alive. So when people look at us, do they see Jesus? When are we going to make the change? Amen? Thank you. Our closing hymn is 525. Through one time also. God are gathered home. 
We'll tell the story how we've overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. Trials dark on every hand and we cannot understand all the ways that God would lead us to that blessed promised land. But he guides us with his eye and we'll follow till we die. For we'll understand it better by and by. By and by, when the morning comes, when the saints of God are gathered home, we'll tell the story how we've overcome, for we'll understand it better by and by. Temptations, hidden snares often take us unawares, and our hearts are made to bleed for a thoughtless word or deed. And we wonder why the test when we try to do our best, but we'll understand it better by and by. By and by, when the morning comes, when the saints of God are gathered home, we'll tell the story how we've overcome, and we'll understand it Thank you, beautifully sung. Please join me in the benediction. The world awaits. It's the world in which we live and work and which is our special mission field. It awaits our word of hope, our smile of love, our touch of Christ. A person can find Christ everywhere and miss him anywhere out there. Let us leave this place resolving to guide people to him as he leads us. Amen. Amen.